welcome back to Fika Time. Uh, for those who may not know me, I have a very colorful Instagram called Circus of Cakes. My name is Jenna, and this is the fourth episode of Fika Time. I have my husband back with me for this oh. special one. Hi, everybody. That's Max. And today we thought, or I thought, and he would listen, that um, I would talk about music because as we're going through this quarantine, I've really been feeling so grateful for having music in my life. And I have a lot of really interesting stories from over the years that I thought I would share that maybe some people who are listening could relate to. We will see. Um, but I just wanted to check in first and talk about what I've been up to lately, which is literally just Animal Crossing. Um Max can attest to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have over 150 hours of Oof. game gameplay. Oh. Game time. That's not embarrassing. That's, it's more that's hard work. Zelda. Okay, but that's... But I feel like I'm accomplishing something in this game. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you know, you're building an island. Yeah. I learned how to fish in this game. I learned how to chop trees and plant flowers. I actually have a green thumb in this game. So, oh, yeah. I do. So, I've just been really playing a lot of Animal Crossing and talking to friends on FaceTime and my parents and my brother and cooking and cleaning the apartment. So, but with all of that, I've also been tuning into a lot of live from home um, shows that people have been putting on. Um, the one from Ben Gibbard is still my favorite one so far. I think he's doing a really great job of sitting down and sharing his music and also making people feel like we can all relate to each other, whether you're a big artist or you're just a, a fan who likes that artist. So that's been really fun to tune into those. Um, Am I allowed to say it? Is that <sighs> the guy with... Am I allowed? Yeah, you can say it. Okay, with the Tom DeLong 2003 <laughs> haircut. So... I think it was the maybe the second week of these stay at or live from home shows that he's been doing, and I didn't know that Max would tune in with me because he was off doing something else while I was watching it. But he had had a he'd had a little bit to drink Not by then, much, like a little bit a to drink. Years, um, okay, well, I think you had a little bit to drink, and you discovered that. I was in the chat room oh, for yeah. people who are watching the live from home show, which by the way, airs at 1am for us. I think it's like 4pm um, Pacific standard time. Yeah. So I stayed up really late to watch it, which I do every week. Um, and he thought it would be really funny to just post some comments in the chat. And the only thing you could come up with, which I guess is your favorite thing to say ever, which yeah. is that he had, or has the Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, yeah. rather, haircut from 2003. Exactly. So like, a, like a very, like a, is it called? Sideswept? A, yeah, sideswept, like super emo. like a Very emo. Yeah, and Tom mm. DeLonge had that hairstyle in 2003 and half of 2004, as far as I can remember, and I feel like, wow, someone's having that haircut now. Yeah, but if you watch the one that he did this past Thursday, you will see that he wears his hair slicked back now to oh. the to the side. Okay, okay. So he doesn't do that anymore. Also, uh, talking about quarantine, have you seen? I think I showed you some uh, some some hairstyles because people can't go to the barbers yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> people are cutting their uh, head. Like, quarantine hair. Yeah, it's becoming a thing, and I want. I I think my hair is starting to get long. And I want a bowl cut, like a 90s no. bowl, m mushroom bowl cut. Oof. And I'm committed to do it. It's uh, I have fairly long hair now. I think I can pull it okay, off. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, if you care, if you want us, if you want to save our marriage. No, if, if you, I was going to say, <laughs> if, if you want me to 
to have a mushroom uh, bowl cut, please write to Circus of Cakes and be mm-hmm. like, hey, yes, allow your husband to have that hairstyle. Is this hair? Is this uh, is mane? I'm I'm starting to warm up to the idea because I yes. think I think he's gonna hate it and we'll cut it shorter anyway. I will. Um, and it'll give me something to laugh at through this quarantine. So, but if, if you are interested in letting us know whether or not he should get a mushroom bowl nineties haircut, feel free to DM me and let me know. And I will pass that on to him. Um, anyway, I wanted to get into the real reason why we are here, which is to talk about music obsessions, because for anyone who knows me in real life, I am a very big music lover and I have been known to have some crazy experiences uh, going to concerts over the years. So I thought I would just start quickly by saying that the music that I liked as a very, very small child was oldies music. I don't want to talk about that for very long because it's not as interesting as the things I'll get to later. Um, But my mom um, loves uh, musicals. So as a kid, she would play a lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein films on TV and we would go see Broadway shows and things like that. So I loved um, musical music. Can you say that? Uh, Show 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 tunes. Um, Show tunes, but also I loved like The Sound of Music, Oklahoma, um, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Bye Bye Birdie, all of those. So I loved music like that, but I also loved The Beach Boys and, and The Beatles and Buddy Holly. But when you're that young, you don't really notice how much you like. You just know that you like something. You like the way it sounds, but it doesn't get very deep because you're so little. Um, So I loved that music, but I didn't really get into music again until 1997. Can you guess who that was that I got really into in 1997? Me? Yeah. I think I know. It's in No Doubt. No, but they were my first concert. I saw No Doubt at the Universal Amphitheater, which is now, I believe, Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter um, is what it is now. But when I was growing up, it was a music amphitheater, and I saw No Doubt play there, and Weezer opened for them, which is insane. But wait, I think it must have been Hanson, right? Yeah, it was Hanson. I remember a friend of mine told me that I had to listen to this song called Mbop. And, you know, back then we didn't have internet or anything. It wasn't the same as it is now, so I don't even know how I listened. I guess maybe she had a CD and she played it at her house or something. I don't remember. Um, But I became instantly obsessed. I didn't think they were attractive because I liked boys with short hair. But... I thought they were so much fun. And I was lucky enough, you know, when you grow up in L.A., you get to experience things that you don't get to experience in, experience in smaller places. Like, for example, I got to go to the release of Middle of Nowhere the first day it came out. And they were in L.A. Um, doing, like, a whole event for that at Universal City Walk, which... It's weird that we're talking about Universal because that's where I saw No Doubt. Um, but that's also where I saw them for the first time. Only I was late, so I didn't get to see them play, but I did get to wave to them as they were leaving. And wow. I and I really think you that got to wave to them. How cool and is I that? yes, and I really thought for a, a very long time that Taylor Hansen waved to me specifically. Oh. And I carried that through my memory for a very long time. Like, yes, he did. We had a connection there. You still do. Maybe I still do. Um, But that obsession was in (laughs) 
was I feel sorry for my mom and my dad because they had to hear a lot of Hanson coming from my my bedroom. Um, But I was friends with a girl whose mom literally took us to anything that my friend wanted to go to. So whenever Hanson came to town, which was actually a lot, we would see them any for any gig that they did, whether it was on a TV, like on a late night show. Like Jay Leno, we saw them perform on that. We saw them perform on Howie Mandel when he had his own talk show. Mm. We saw them, remember that Christmas movie Jack Frost with I've, Michael Keaton? I've heard about it, but I haven't it's, seen it. Actually. It's not very good. But they were on the soundtrack to that. And when they had the movie premiere, Hanson actually had a stage set up. In, this was in Westwood, like near UCLA. And they had a stage set up and they performed the song that they put on the soundtrack. And I was there. Not very exciting because we were so far away. Um, they didn't let us stand close to them at all. But I could see them from a distance. And I felt very lucky to be there. And probably the craziest experience from that part of my life was that my mom who's a book agent, um, represented um, a vocal coach named Roger Love who taught them to sing. And so my mom asked him if if he would help um, get me backstage at their concert at the Hollywood Bowl, which was a big deal because the Hollywood Bowl is legendary anyway, and it was like a really big show. So I remember being so freaked out And when the show was over, I got to go backstage and I felt so like, I cannot believe I'm going to get to meet them. What I can't wait. I'm so excited. I don't know what to say, blah, 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 all that stuff. And all that happened was they made everybody stand in a circle and they came out and just shook our hands one by one very quickly, but we weren't allowed to get their autographs or take pictures with them, (laughs) which let everybody down. And I ended up leaving feeling kind of bummed out. Yeah, did you I have thought like it would one of be those disposable cameras with you, or yeah, I think one I of took those pictures. Real you go like, oh yeah, Kodak. Oh, I yeah. think that's who made them. I did, and I I remember taking pictures. I took a lot of pictures at concerts back then. A lot. I went to Rite Aid. Well, it was called Thrifty at the time, and I went and had a lot of photos um, printed. I don't know where they are now, but they're out there somewhere. Um, so Hanson was a big part of my life for that period. And I was made fun of relentlessly in sixth grade and middle school for that. But I didn't care. Did you get ma- made fun by girls or guys? Boys. Yeah. It's by because, boys. Uh, I remember in, when I was in middle school or... Mm. Uh, I don't I, I don't know specifically my age, but I remember a lot of girls were into Hanson and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. And oh, Leonardo. Girls were, like, Huge. fighting over who had seen Titanic the most times in the movie theater. Oh, my God. And I remember one girl in my class, she had seen it 11 times, I think. she was. Like, I'm oh. sure there were people who had seen it more than that. But that's a long time to commit because that movie is really long. It's like yeah. three hours. They had a break it? in the middle of the movie, movie theater here in our town because oh. they had to change the reel. <laughs> So they had like a break, and then everybody got to get go out and stretch your legs, and then go back in to see it again. Wow, see the rest. I mean. it's epic. That yeah. movie was epic. It still is epic. It's one of the best movies of all time. It really, it's still great. And the soundtrack, and the you know, my heart will go on, and all of that. Yeah. That was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I just. I remember boys being like, <laughs> "How could you like them? They look like girls," and I was like and like I, d- no. I didn't care because i liked them so much and i was so confident about my 
who I who I was as a person even that young that it just didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, which thank God because I'm sure that isn't the same for many kids today no. who get bullied. But I mean, it was about music. It wasn't like about the way that I looked or anything. No. I did get some of that too, but I don't really remember. I, I just remember my my best friend's uh, older sister had whole uh, wall was wallpapered with the handsome posters. Me too. Yeah, she had them <laughs> on her bed frame, going oh down to God. the floor. It was like that's dedication. And we went in and drew a mustache on Taylor Hanson <laughs> on one of her favorite posters, and she came screaming at us and. We had to run mm. out, and she chased us down the street. And uh, handsome yeah. pants are hardcore. Yeah, you cannot mess with them. Yeah. I remember any time I would change to, like, you know, put on a new outfit or to go to bed. I would. I really thought that they were staring at me from their posters. Yeah. Like legitimately, I thought that they were looking at me, which is very psychotic sounding now. But I really did. So I was afraid to change in my bedroom until I took those posters down. Jesus. I know. Um, I thought they came through the posters into I real life. I had a similar experience, actually, when I was a kid. Yeah. Because my dad, he put up a Paul Stanley poster in my room when I was very young. And it was kind of a creepy picture. And he had that makeup, you know, with the... Yeah, stuff. oh, yeah. And it felt like he was staring at me. So I was like, take it down. And he was like, it's a vintage poster. I was like... And I was like, just take it down. He was living vicariously through you. He yeah. had wished that he was that age then with the Paul Stanley poster. He didn't care about your feelings. He just wanted that poster up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the Hanson phase was a big deal. But I also loved the Spice Girls, too. And I saw them when I was 13 or 14, but it was when Jerry had left. So that was kind of a bummer. I'd hoped to see them all together, but it was just four, not five, but it was okay. Um, and that was an amazing show. I, I still have fond memories of that. Um, and I loved the Moffats. I miss you like crazy, even more than words can say. I miss you like crazy, every minute of every day. Girl, I'm so down. Oh my god. My okay, so my obsession with the Moffats was also pretty high, but it, it wasn't as high as Hansen just because Hansen was bigger and had more songs and were more accessible. The Moffats were like a smaller, less well known, you know, less on TV, all that stuff. So, but I loved them and I was upset I was specifically obsessed with Dave, who was the keyboardist. And I remember finding out that they used to go to a boutique in Beverly Hills called the Roots Store, which was um, Canadian. And they were known for doing like sweatshirts and outdoorsy stuff and mm. like kind of loungewear. Um, and the Moffats are Canadian. So I had learned that they were going there anytime they would come to LA. And the Roots Store was in Beverly Hills. So um, I remember writing a letter and asking if they would give it to them next time. They were there. Yeah. And the next time I went back, they said, oh, yeah, they came in and we gave them the letter and they thought that you were stalking them. It's and I was like... <laughs> weird. They probably flew down from... It was like a six-hour flight from Canada or whatever. Yeah. And they can't even be without Canada for a few days. So they, they have couldn't. to go to a Canada yeah. store and just buy what? Like Canada goose jackets and shit? Like, you no, know. you have to look up Roots. It was a very special thing. It it, it's not there anymore. What was it the was biggest th single again? The Moffats? Until You Loved Me, I think. 
I'm not sure. I haven't listened to them in so long. Um, But the other thing that happened that was really funny was my family and I used to go to Martha's Vineyard every summer, which is on the coast of Massachusetts. It's near Nantucket and Cape Cod. And on that island is a fudge shop where they make homemade fudge and you can watch them make it. And it comes in all these different flavors. It's delicious. And it feels very cozy because you're getting this homemade fudge from like a mom and pop shop on this island. And we would get a whole big box and bring it home every at the end of every trip. And I thought, oh, I'm going to I'm going to buy some and I'm going to bring it back and give it to Dave at the concert because we were I was supposed to see them like that week when I got back. And when we got to the show, I was so hungry that I thought I could just take a bit for myself without him noticing and then give him the box. And I did end up meeting them because we waited until the show was over. And I did give him the box. I have no idea what happened to it. I'm sure he threw it away or his mom or, you know, because their parents accompanied them. or They were teenagers. I'm sure they were instructed to not eat it. But I thought it was a nice gesture, a little creepy. Like on a scale of one to ten, how creepy would you oh, say? It's a, it's a ten. <sighs> okay. Without a doubt. Well, I would never do that now. Oh, but. they were called Mofats in their last name. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, Scott that Moffat, was their last Clint Mofat, Dave Mofat, and Bob yeah. Mofat. They that was their last that's their last that was. They're still they still exist. That is their last name. Wow. So I really like them. And I also liked a group called I also liked a group called No Authority. Okay. Who were just four guys who were really ugly and oh. very juiced, like buff. Oh wow. And I just liked their songs, but I didn't they had a song called like let me get your number, baby. Hit me with the seven digits or something. It was very stupid. It, was sounds, it ba- sounds cool. Can I get your number, baby? Doom, 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 doom. Hit me with the seven digits. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I remember that and being like, this is so bad that it's good. Yeah. I was a super, super fan of pop music. Yeah. And I did like boy bands other than the ones that I talked about. Like, I, I liked NSYNC. And I liked the Backstreet Boys, but it wasn't as strong. And I did like Britney Spears, too. And I saw all of them because back then they were always touring in big, like, I don't know what you call it. They would always tour for radio stations and stuff and put on like big festivals. Pro- promotional tours. Promotional tours. Yeah. And I would go to all of them because that friend that I had, her mom would take us to everything. My mom wouldn't. She was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going suffering through that. But I would go she with my... F- like no. She did take us to Hollywood Bowl, though. Oh. But that friend was not with me at that show. Oh, my brother was there, but the screaming girls were so loud for him that he got really scared and my dad had to come pick him up oh, halfway wow. through. <laughs> I think he was, if I was 12, he was like seven or something. So probably pretty traumatic for a seven-year-old boy. Um, So after that whole boy bandy phase, I think I'm going into high school now, I got really into the Beastie Boys, like hardcore. Um, I don't know why. I think a boy that I went to school with was really into them. So I got into them because I heard them all the time in in the car um, because we carpooled to school. So I liked them that period and then when i hit ninth grade it was like beetle mania like i went crazy i went crazy i changed all of the screens at school all the computer screens to like beetles um pictures and anytime someone would go into the room they would know that i was there because they knew that i would have done that and i remember when george harrison died when i went to school everybody said they were sorry for me oh wow (laughs) 
Yeah, it was a big deal. Oh, I thought he died in like the 80s or something. No, he died in like 2001 or 2002. Oh, cancer? Yeah, oh. I think he had lung cancer. Very oh, sad. Um, but he survived a lot. He was stabbed at one point in his home. An invader oh, yeah. came in and stabbed him and he survived that, but he died of cancer. But I was so obsessed with them. I would go and buy any bootleggy thing that I could find on Melrose because yeah. back then there were a lot of music stores that had stuff like that. And I would just go and buy any videotape that had, like, bootleg interviews or concert footage or anything. And I had, like, their anthology. I had everything. And my mom used to take me to see Ringo because he still tours. He does, like, this all-star band thing where he goes around with a bunch of people who had hit songs back in, like, the 70s and 80s, like Todd Rundgren and Sheila E. and people like that. Isn't Beatles, like, the ultimate band for middle-aged men? Yes. It's like, so those guys that picked on you for liking Hanson, they were probably into the Beatles at the time too, right? No, I was the only one. They were listening to like Puff Daddy, because that's what he was called then. Not P. Diddy? Or no, Diddy? he was called Puff Daddy then, okay. I'm pretty sure. But they were listening to like R&B and rap and stuff. I was the only one who listened to the music that I liked Oh. at, at that time. A friend of mine, my friend Aaron, we pretty much like the same music all of high school only but my Beatles thing that she was not it was not like that for her it was just me um and my mom took me to see Ringo like four times and I one of those times I had because I had seen him the first time I knew that he sang a song called you're 16 you're beautiful and you're mine and so we went um to see them and him in San Diego and my mom had encouraged me to write a sign saying you're si- I'm 16 Ringo I really am 16 Ringo because I was yeah. and I held it up thinking oh my god he this is so awkward because it is awkward but he actually saw it and he came over and he sang to me wow and then I was trying to get him to sign my poster but it was there was a barricade between the front seats and the stage so yeah. he couldn't quite get to me Um, and then after he was done he went backstage and one of the other performers performed one of their songs and I thought okay well that was really cool and we took I had taken pictures so I had pictures of him singing to me and stuff Um, but then he came back out holding a towel that he had signed for me that said happy birthday 16 love Ringo and everyone in the audience just like roared with applause and was like oh my god it was crazy and i just didn't even i couldn't believe it and that was like the height of my beatles obsession too so i just could i felt like the luckiest girl in the world it was so crazy and my mom was like do not let that towel out of your sight because someone will try to take it from you and after he did that to me we would notice like 50 to 60 year old men kind of like walking up a few times after trying to get him to sign stuff, but he wouldn't do it. So I was the only one who got an autograph that night, but it was crazy. So the Beatles thing lasted a while. And then throughout high school, it was a lot of like Brit pop and indie. So I loved blur. I loved pulp. I loved Elliot Smith. I loved like, I, I just would seek out any cool music that wasn't as well known to people in my peer group. And you were into all those magazines? You told oh, yeah. About. I used to buy Q magazine, and I used to buy... What was the other one? This is... Like, I'm sure there were some, like, not blogs, but, like, websites for music, forums and stuff. Possible. Oh, I did. Actually, I had a John Lennon... <laughs> um, Website? No, I had a fan club. I had a zine what? through email. 
And I would manually put in every subscriber's email in. I had like 500 people who subscribed to it. And you did it manually? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Through email. I didn't want to. Didn't want to. So I and it lasted a while. I think it was called Strawberry Fields or something. Like I was really <laughs> into oh, or were, no, it was called Working Class Hero because that was one of his songs. Oh yeah, I can't believe I even remember that. It's crazy, but I did do that. So you, what's, um, what's news? Sisters, like oh, this week's news. John Lennon. It wasn't new. It wasn't news. Oh, okay. It was facts. It was quizzes. It was stuff like that. It was oh, fun. Cool. I thought it was very creative. I would put in pictures that I found that I thought were cool and stuff like you that. Come on like a dream. Peaches and cream, lips like strawberry wine. You're 16, you're beautiful. Um, but high school was a lot of me going to record stores in LA and just finding whatever used CDs were new. Um, for that record store and picking them out and bringing them home, I found about out about so much music that way. Um, and these music magazines would also come with compilation CDs, so I would find out about music through those too. So I was very in the know about cool new music and music from all over the world. And I actually listened to a lot of Scandinavian music. Yeah, I was shocked when we started to talk about music and you knew mm. so many bands Yeah, here. I saw, I remember being really into Division of Laura Lee, who were like kind of an indie garage band. Yeah. And they played at the Troubadour and I saw them. And who's the Norwegian guy who we just saw on TV? Uh, Sondre Lerke. Yeah, Sondre Lerke. <laughs> Um, he, I was really into his music too, um, for a while and I saw him live as well. And who else did I see? The Cardigans. They were my second or third concert. I I mean, everybody loved them because of Romeo and Juliet. They had Love Fool and whatnot, but I loved them. So I saw them at the El Rey in LA and I feel like I'm missing another Swedish artist. The The Hives. Oh, The Hives. Yep, I saw the hives at Coachella. I loved them too. So I, I actually liked a lot of Swedish music back then, but I didn't really ever think that I would live in Sweden someday. It's just so crazy. Um, my biggest obsession after that time period, I would say, was probably Elvis, <laughs> which I'm a little bit embarrassed about now because it got really out of control. Like I, I think that I spent too much time on Elvis than what was maybe healthy. But I was, I mean, there was just so much to learn about because he had such a crazy life. I mean, he only lived to be 42, but if you think about all the periods of, of life he had from going to like nothing to being on the road in the fifties to then being a, t- a movie star to then playing in Vegas, like it's just incredible. Yeah. And I loved his Hollywood phase because I'd watched a lot of his movies as a kid. So I knew when I rediscovered him, it was a rediscovering. It wasn't like I just learned about Elvis. It was a rediscovering and watching all of those movies again. Sometimes but more. you can listen to something or some have something exposed to you a lot and you mm-hmm. don't think yeah. about it and it's like incubating in your body. And later, when you, like, rediscover something, it's like an explosion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all of this stuff. This happened because I had heard there was an Elvis radio station on Sirius XM. And I was working as a PA for a family who had Sirius in their car. And I didn't have it in mine. And I turned it on one day when I was running errands. And I was like, oh, my God, he has so many songs. I didn't know. I thought I didn't know he had all these other songs, this whole catalog. And that's what started it. And I ended up going to Memphis with my mom. 
that year. That was like 2014 and getting to go on Elvis radio. And, and then I was still so obsessed that I went back the following January by myself for like 24 hours, stayed in an Airbnb, like did not care. I, I went alone and I just wanted to soak it all in and do things that I couldn't do with my mom because she didn't want to do all the things I wanted to do. Like go to the house that his dad owned and still like really, really nerdy fan stuff like that. Um, that was that was my really big, big obsession after um, yeah. all the ones in high school. And I even went to Elvis conventions where, like, people would dress up as Elvis and perform to try to, like, win prizes as, like, the ultimate Elvis tribute artist or whatever. Yeah. That was really fun. And I did all of that alone because nobody wanted to go with me. So, I mean, what would you have liked to have gone to those? Yeah. Would you have thought they were funny? Because I couldn't stop myself from laughing. I thought no. it was ridiculous. No, it, I would have gone with you. I, I, like, I love music, so... Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Elvis, but he has a few good songs. But I like more the cult of Elvis, you know, all the... That's why you would like going to yeah. these conventions. Because you, the people you see there are crazy fanatics yeah. who spend their whole lives just knowing it was like the path that I was on, but I stopped myself because I think I, I was going through that because of something else too. It wasn't totally just, I think I was placing something on that onto, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I feel like it was a little bit misplaced because I was going through a weird time in my life. So it got a little out of hand, but it wouldn't have if I was not going through that experience um but anyway it was a crazy time so i just wanted to go through those obsessions because i had quite a lot of them and i haven't really had any recently although fallout boy was kind of a big one i feel like i was really late to the game on finding out about Uh, them and how good i I realized they were up one night one night and i we were just listening to music and i showed you all their music videos and you were like oh wow you were like blown away or somehow yeah but mainly because his voice was so good. You did not expect them, him to sing that well. Oh, my God. Himself. His voice is insane. He's this little guy. He's like five foot four with the most powerful voice I've ever heard. I mean, height doesn't mean anything. But, I mean, what comes out of that vo- that body is, like, yeah. incredible. And, and they seem like really down-to-earth guys. And I always thought they seemed like douches because they're this big rock band that, you know, and with this big persona. But really, they're just regular guys from Chicago. Yeah. And anyway, so we saw them in Paris, which was so much fun. I wanted to also quickly go over the results for those of you who follow me on Instagram. I did a poll a couple weeks ago. Can I just add to your obsession thing? I yeah. think lately, past one and a half years maybe, I yeah. would say you've been listening to a lot of Veronica Maggio. Oh, I love... A Swedish yeah. uh, pop singer. Veron- for those of you who don't know about Veronica Maggio, please listen to her. She's on um, iTunes and you can find her stuff on YouTube and she's on Instagram, Veronica Maggio. She's incredible. You might have talked about her last time. I did talk about her last time because we saw her in Drawman um, back in March. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. So please check her out. Um, But I wanted to go over the results of the poll that I did where I asked um, you guys who you listen to when you were younger like your obsessions and i just wanted to go through the list because it's really fun a lot of you said backstreet boys which is not 
um, doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> um, I got Alice in Chains in there, who I never listened to. Cranberries, um, very popular, and she, she was very, very talented. I, it just wasn't my thing. Um, Westlife, I got a few of those. I think, were they British or Irish or something? Yeah, they're from one of those islands. Wales? I don't know. <laughs> um, Hanson, yes, of course. Yes. If you didn't like them, you were crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Spice Girls, yes, of course. If you didn't like them, you were crazy. No, I'm just yeah. kidding again um weird al my friend alexis said that one. Oh wow <laughs> but that's incredible i think he's so funny and i met him once wow. eating pizza watching boogie nights but that's a story for another time oh yeah that's cool um you were watching that with him yes yes wow very uncomfortable in some scenes you know i oh, still yeah. kind of look away <laughs> at certain moments okay. but it's a great movie five with the five. Oh, i loved them i even had stickers oh. of them on my wall yeah i had stickers of them remember when they had like boy band stickers in magazines mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah um boy zone who i did not listen to were they british yeah. maybe that's where robin williams was in yeah right? i think so Someone correct me. Please DM me and let me know what their story is because I, I feel like I have a vague memory. Yeah. Green Day, who I liked when they yeah. came out. When they came out with, um, was Dookie. it Dookie? Yeah. Everyone listened to that. So it wasn't like, I couldn't escape it, but I didn't hate it. I really liked it. It was poppy, but it was punky. It was fun. I, yeah. I loved it. Slam dunk. For a very short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were actually supposed to see them in June, which is very sad, this whole covid19 thing because we had to cancel our entire wedding anniversary trip and we were supposed to see the hell omega tour which would have been green day weezer and fallout boy which is sad but anyway one direction was also on the list they were after my time i feel old saying that but i remember when i was working for one family and the daughter and that family was obsessed with them and i was already like twice her age so yeah. <laughs> um s club seven Oh, yeah. You like them. Give up. Hi, and reach the top. You can tell I really didn't listen to them very much. Back to you. Yeah. Um, Smashing Pumpkins, who were great. I remember being on a cruise when I was 11, and there was a boy on that cruise who I was obsessed with. And I would go around listening to the melancholy and infinite sadness on my little headphones, yeah. thinking about him. Very emo of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They had a song... Uh, by Starlight was my favorite one, by the way. Yeah. But uh, they, they were in a Simpsons episode called Homer Palooza. Oh. Where they were on tour, like Lollapalooza or something something like that. Yeah. And it was like, uh, I think it was Sonic Youth and Smashing Pumpkins touring in that Simpsons wow. episode. And I, I thought they sounded cool on the show. So I like portrayed myself as I, I liked Smashing Pumpkins. And then later I realized I didn't like them that much when I actually heard them for real. But I thought I liked them for yeah. real. Yeah. They had so, I think Zero is a good song. And oh, yeah. I think they had some I great songs. Song I just, their music didn't carry me through very long. It was like a very brief period for me. Yeah. Um, someone said Marilyn Manson, who honestly scared me. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was scared of him. There was a rumor in Sweden that if you watched music videos on MTV after midnight, they would be un uncensored. Oh, there were always wow. rumors about the Marilyn Manson movie, uh, videos being even crazier and like more disgusting. Did you find that or no? No, we. I don't know why. It was just a myth. Yeah. Um. So, oh, my friend, I think it was Tatiana who said Johnny Lang. He was kind of like in the sphere of Hanson, and he had long hair. But I didn't really listen to him that much. Mm -hmm. Um. You'll like this. Someone said Good Charlotte. Oh. 
What? That's like my guilty pleasure. In uh, <laughs> I was ashamed to even like their album Young and the Hopeless when it came out. Yeah. But it's catchy, and Eric Valentine did a great production on it. So yeah. No, they. I. I really wasn't into them, but before I moved to Sweden, I ended up having like a gig where I babysat for one of the guitarists' um, kids, and the kids were so cute. It was, um, I think his name was Billy. He was really nice. He and his wife were really nice. But I, I never listened to them, so thank God for that. Because if it had been Fall Out Boy, I don't think I would have been able to take that job. <laughs> it would have been too weird. Like, oh, hi, I'm like the biggest fan in the world. <laughs> no. Um, someone said Blur, which is awesome because I loved them. I used to watch, they had like a compilation on a DVD of all of their music videos. And my friend Allison and I would sit and watch them all the time. Which were your favorite Blur video slash song. Park Life, probably. Park Life, and yeah. Charmless Man. They had so many good ones. I'd have to think about it. There's one that was supposed to be kind of like a Stanley Kubrick. Um, like, oh, what's that Stanley Kubrick movie? A Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no Doubt, someone said. Duran Duran. Duran Duran's awesome. I like them. I don't care how cheesy they are. I don't think Hungry Like one. the Wolf. Oh. Save Ferris. Remember when 10 Things I Hate About You came out, all that ska punk music? Oh, yeah. They did the Come On Eileen cover song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Madonna, who I never got into. Uh, the Moffats, who I've talked about. Less Than Jake, another ska punky band. Yes, I love them. Miley Cyrus, who was a little bit after my time. Jonas Brothers, a little bit after my time. But they have one song that is really good. Yeah. I cannot remember what it's called. That makes me feel old. Um, Garbage... And Newfound Glory, who you love. Yeah, they were definitely part of my high, high school. Yeah, thing. I was not listening to music like that then, but if I had been, I would have liked Fall Out Boy a long time ago. Yeah. Um, first album turned 18, like oh, two wow. days ago. Crazy. Well, last 20 week. years. Wait, which band? Fall Out Boy, their first 20 album. 20 years. No, 18. Oh, 18. Okay, well, still a really long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I hope you enjoyed that little list there. And the last thing I wanted to do, because I feel like this has been going on quite a while now, yeah. um, but I've been having so much fun talking about music. I wanted to go over a couple of really funny stories that I didn't get to mention earlier of just me either going to concerts or meeting artists because I've had a, a lot of really weird, funny run-ins. I don't know how that happened to me, but it just has, I've always had these instances happen. Um, I mentioned Hanson a little bit, but there was one time where they were doing a tour where they were playing, where they were playing in LA then they were going down to Anaheim, and then they were going to San Diego. And I was with a group of friends who would go and see them from place to place and stay in hotels and try to be, like, front of line so they would get up early and, you know, stay park outside the venue so they could be first in line. And I had never done that before, but I was like... I I'm 20, I think I was like 21 at the time, 22. And I was like, I'm feeling adventurous. I'm going to do it, you know. Yeah. So I so I went. And after the show in Anaheim, all my friends got, we left the show and we drove to San Diego and we parked our sleeping bags outside the venue, outside House of Blues. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, this is a really bad idea. I could get robbed. 
I don't know who could walk by me while I'm sleeping. This yeah. is a terrible idea. But it turned out it was like all girls with their moms who were like total badasses who they weren't sleeping anyway. There was like a party night, you know. Oh, wow. So we, I ended up being safe and they had security outside the venue for us, wow. which was incredible. But I was so freaked out that I ended up giving myself some kind of bladder infection. Oh, wow. So instead of getting to be in the front row like I had stood in line for for a whole night, I was having to run to the bathroom to pee. Oh. <laughs> so that I was not cut out for that lifestyle no. after that experience. Um, I also at one point was on street teams for bands because I was so passionate about music. I wanted to like help promote their shows whenever they would come to town. So I did that for Willie Nelson and I got to meet him, which was insane. I got to do two of his shows where I came and I put up posters for the concert early and like the green rooms and stuff like that. Um, and when I learned how easy it was to fool people into thinking that I worked for other bands, I would do that to them oh, so con i was i became a con artist yeah the one for willie nelson and i did some for ryan adams if you remember him um yeah. and after that the vines were coming to town and their show was i think sold out i mean they were a huge deal back then they were like the i think they were australian pepsi i want to version say. of uh, i would say pepsi version of the strokes yeah they, they were, were. Um, which is like the less known a little cheaper like not as sure cool. yeah um i really wanted to meet them so the only way that i knew how was by pretending that i was on their street team oh, wow. so after the show i had my friend allison with me who we went to a lot of concerts together i went up and i asked if i could speak to their touring manager and the person got their touring manager and i said hey I'm an intern at Capitol Records because they were on their label. Yeah. And I said, I was instructed um, that I could get a poster from this show to bring back. And I wanted to know if I could meet them. And he was like, sure, no problem. And he, no questions asked. He took us wow. back there. That we got to meet. Scam? Yes. Are you reconning them? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the singer who was crazy had punched a wall. Like, while we were there. It was, like, a true classic, like, going in behind the scenes in a dressing room experience. How how old were you at the time? I don't even know. High school. So you were, like, 17, 18? Yeah. Like, no, maybe, like, 18, 19. So you had a really high pulse going in there, like, backstage, this hyped band. Yeah. It was... And he punched a wall? Yeah. Wow. He punched a wall. A hole in the drywall, yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know. He was crazy. I don't know. So that was one experience. And then I did it again. We were obsessed. Me and Allison were obsessed with Ryan, uh, Ryan, with Rufus Wainwright. I loved Rufus Wainwright in high school. I never heard of Rufus Wainwright. He's, he's the son of Loudon Wainwright, who did the song. Never heard about Rufus. I'm trying to think. Oh, well, anyway, he's, he was an incredible pianist. You wouldn't like him. He's not your type of music. Oh. But he had this incredible voice, and he was playing at the Wiltern in Koreatown, which is very close to where we met the first time. Oh, yeah. And Allison and I went thinking, oh, maybe we'll get in at the end. If someone leaves, we can. they'll just let us in at the end. And when we got there, we stood back in the back area where artists came in and out of, and some guy happened to come out and just gave us his backstage pass. And we were wow. like, oh, my God, we just got a golden t- How did this happen? So we thought we could use it to see the show. Then I thought, why don't we just use it to get backstage to like meet him? Because I had been there doing this um, merchandise for Ryan Adams, so I re- I knew how it looked backstage. 
So I went to the backstage area and I said to the bodyguard, hey, I was in here earlier and I left my phone down on the couch. Yeah. I knew what was down there. <laughs> and he was like, okay. So he let us in. And right as we walked in, Rufus Wainwright was coming down the stairs. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And we freaked out. And I feel, I still feel bad about this to this day, but I was so nervous and so excited that I said, hey, I'm a really big fan. Now, Allison was the one who had told me about him. So I felt yeah. like a really bad friend for coming out and being like, you know, yeah. like that. But she didn't care. She's so nice. Um, and it was just incredible. We took a picture. He signed our backstage pass. La, la, la. So that that was that experience. And then I'm trying to think of another time. There's a few other times regarding the Backstreet Boys, actually, because we were watching their videos recently. And, you know, AJ, the one who looks the most like a badass yeah, yeah well when i lived i used to live in silver lake a long time ago when i was in my early 20s and i was in there shopping and he was also in there shopping but stupid me didn't know that that was him and i thought he worked there and i asked him where the fitting room was which was really awkward because I realized after he said something that it was in fact AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I just shot myself in the foot for that. No, that that's funny though. It was well. He, I mean, why would he? I don't know. Like, I didn't know what he looked like at that point in time. I hadn't been following their career. Or maybe it was some someone who actually worked there and that looked. Like no, him. no, it was no because he said, "I'm sorry, I don't work here." It would have been funny and if I was he like, said, no, I'm AJ from Backstreet Boys. I wish he... No. But that goes to show how nice they are. Yeah. He could have been like, do you know who I am? But he didn't do that. He was like, oh, sorry, I don't work here. I was like, oh, my God, you're a Backstreet Boy. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Oh, you should have grabbed a photo with him. No. No. Um, I kept my cool. But the time I didn't keep my cool, this is where I'm going to end this, yeah. is when we were in LA for my bridal shower. You might know what I'm talking about already. Uh... Yeah, you haven't stopped talking about it. No, that, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, but when we were in L.A., uh, this was November of 2018. 18. And I, I met up, we met up with my friend Amy, who wanted to shoot a couple photos. She also has an incredible Instagram. If you want to follow her, you should. She's a fashion nerd on Instagram. Anyway, we were w out with her taking pictures for our Instagrams. And then she suggested that we get coffee at our favorite coffee shop called Alfred's which is in Studio City. And so we drove behind her. She parked, and then we parked. And as I, we were crossing the street to meet her, I saw this guy crossing the street the other way. Do you remember? I was like, I had this weird feeling. Oh, yeah, and an I actor. You re yes. Right? Yeah. It was an actor. And this is going to make me sound very nerdy, but I knew that he knew Fall Out Boy. I knew that they were all friends. They're all part of this like big group. And I was like, oh, my God, was that Brian Hansen? That's his name. If he's leaving, then maybe maybe they're here. I don't know. And the second we crossed the street, oh, there was Pete Wentz on his phone. Yeah. I was like, what the? And th at that point, I was such a big fan. They were all I listened to. So could you imagine? I mean, maybe that would have been you back when you were at your height yeah. of fandom with Fall Out Boy, having that experience happen to you. Yeah, it would have been pretty crazy. And I, of course, freaked out, but I didn't want to go up to him because he was on the phone. But had he not been, I think I... I think I would have said something. It just wasn't quite the right timing. No. 
I do remember him being like, hey, man, what's up? That's like my only memory of him. Oh, you tried, you tried to eavesdrop on him? No, we were walking by. Oh, yeah. And I heard him say, hey, man, what's up? You that should was... have told one of your con things. He would have been like, hey, excuse me, I work as an intern at Capitol <laughs> Records and uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, that, that career ended a long time ago. How would you have conned him, though, if, if I was like, please con him? I, I could have said, hey, I... No, the, I'm so embarrassed that I can feel my face turning red now just thinking oh, about wow. it. Can you see it? Am I red? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to end that there. And you just broke something in the background. Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I just had to share that, and I thought I would end this episode with that. Yeah. And if you have any crazy run-ins with your favorite musicians, please let me know, and I will share them. Um, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram if you don't already at Circus of Cakes and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. I will be back again actually very soon with a new episode. So I will let you know on Instagram when to look out for that. And thanks for listening. Um, can I just add one thing? Yeah. Uh, if you want me to get that mushroom uh, haircut, oh, God, this again. mushroom haircut, please yeah. uh, let uh, Jenna know. Okay, if you heard that, and if you didn't, if you think he should get that awful, I deserve a, a nerdy little haircut. Bold haircut. Okay, he thinks he deserves a mushroom haircut. If yes. you think that he should get one, let me know. I will pass it on, yeah. and I will show you the results. All right. Okay. You. See you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.